Is being debt-free a bad idea? We're going to talk about that on this episode of Real Estate Revenue. everybody, welcome to Real Estate Revenue. I'm Paul Arian. In this episode, we're going to discuss being debt-free. Is that a bad idea? Is it a good idea? In the previous episode, we talked about good debt and bad debt. And, and we also, or I also mentioned a certain individual, not by name, but you all know who it is. And he's a, he's a financial guru. He sells his program through churches and and, and he's actually very good at helping people get out of debt problems, helping people whose helping people whose finances are a train wreck, and he helps them get out of trouble. He's really good at that. But I cringe every time I hear his real estate advice and his advice on getting debt free and never borrowing money to invest in real estate. So let's talk about being debt free and what that can do for you. There are different levels of being debt-free, in my opinion. One is being personally debt-free, and I'm talking about your house, your cars, your credit cards, whatever else you would borrow money on to buy things. You know, you most people will go buy a new TV, they'll put it on a credit card. You take a vacation, it all goes on a credit card. Now, you may or may not pay that off every month. You might pay that off right away. That's a good thing, and it's okay to have those credit cards and do that. That's what we do. We, we use a credit card for our business expenses, and then we pay it off every month. Now, we get benefit from that because we get reward points on that credit card. And because of that, we haven't paid for a hotel room in probably two years, you know, unless it's somebody else footing the bill for expenses for a paid, paid appearance somewhere. The other level is on your investment level. And I'm going to tell you that being debt-free can hurt your investing. And here's why. Let me tell you a story about somebody that I once knew. And let's see if I can get the slide thing right. Now, this person, person was a farmer. This farmer in question here, he always paid cash for everything. His house was paid for. His land, he had close to a thousand acres of land. He'd bought little pieces here and there over time. He had farming equipment, tractors, he had his own personal vehicles and, you know, everything he paid cash for, he never borrowed money and he had zero debt. One day they decided to take a vacation. Now he decided, you know, (laughs) things are changing. It would be good to have a credit card to buy gas Now, I don't know if you realize this, but farmers, a lot of farmers buy their fuel in bulk for their farm. They buy diesel and gasoline. They have it put in storage tanks on their property and they can just fill up whenever they want. And, but when you're on a a vacation, when you're on a trip, you're on a road trip, you got to buy gas and it's very inconvenient to pay cash for your fuel. So he went to apply for a credit card. Well, guess what happened? He had no credit. He had no credit because he had never borrowed a dime in his life. And he got turned down for a credit card. Now, this guy had 
like I said, about a thousand acres of land. He had almost a million dollars worth of livestock, plus all the farming equipment. He had assets probably well over three to five million dollars. Revenues are almost a million dollars a year in revenue from this from this business farming business he had, and he couldn't get a credit card. So what does that tell you? <laughs> Debt free wasn't exactly great for him, and so he had to start with his his local bank with his banker, and he had this is where he found himself. He had to do credit repair, so he started with his local banker and started borrowing small amounts of money to buy property with. And uh, naturally, this banker is going to lend him the money because he had he runs all his farming business through this bank. And, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year go through that bank, and they were not about to turn him down for anything. So he went in and started borrowing money so that he could get a credit rating. And that eventually helped his credit. He got out of that problem. Now, if you are a real estate investor, what do you think is going to happen? I mean, you think you're going to have an easy time borrowing money if you've if you're 30, 40 years old and you've never had any credit, never had a credit rating, never had any, never had borrowed money and paid it back. Even though in commercial real estate, a lot of times the the lending associated with commercial properties is more based on the property's ability to pay than your ability to pay. They're still going to look at that a little sideways when they see that you've never, never borrowed money in your life. That, that could be a problem. So in this case, being debt free is probably not a good idea. It can hamper your efforts to invest in real estate. Now, as you probably know, if you've listened to my stuff before, I'm going to tell you that debt on real estate is good debt if it's producing you an income, positive cash flow. So positive cash flow is one benefit from from having debt on real estate. And no no amount of preaching about being debt-free is going to change that. Now, if you have a million dollars in cash and you want to go buy real estate with it and pay cash for it, go for it. That's that's your choice. But I can tell you, you'll end up 10 years down the road with one property. And yeah, you've made good income on it, but you'll wish you had taken that money and bought four properties with it and had some debt along with it. Now, think about what happens when you buy a property and you pay say 25% down, 30% down and you borrow the rest of the money and you pay on that property and you have a 15 year note in 15 years, you're going to have it paid off. Right now, if you do that four times, you're going to have four properties paid off in 15 years. But if you take that money And instead of buying multiple properties, you buy one property. What are you going to have in 15 years? If you don't buy anything else, you're going to have one property. So you're, you're going to be a lot better off by using debt to buy multiple properties. Now you have to be smart about it. You have to have reserves. You have to save money. You have to put money away 
for each of those properties as reserves to, to pay for things that might come up. In, in the case of what's happening today, interest rates have about doubled in the last year, and people are coming up with their balloon payments coming up for renewal, and their properties under the new interest rates aren't cash flowing anymore unless they pay that note down substantially. Now, here's a point, here's a time when having the cash is a good idea. And I'm saying get rid of all the debt, pay it down enough that you're still going to be in the cash flow range and still going to be in a range where your banker is going to say, yeah, we'll refinance. Because right now what they're saying is, no, we're not going to refinance unless you pay this loan down. So people are getting caught in this position of either having to pay their loan down, come up with some cash, or they're going to have to sell their properties or default on their properties, default on the loan. And, you know, none of those are a good position to be in, but the the least bad position is having to pay your note down some if you have the cash. So it's always a good idea to either pay extra on your note as you're paying it or put that positive cash flow, put at least part of it back in an account somewhere so that when the property comes up for renewal, you can pay it down if you have to. Now, here's another thing that's going on is a common practice in commercial real estate investing is to, when these notes come up for renewal, you refine, you get, they always get reappraised. That's a requirement. When the appraisal goes up, over what the property value was when they bought it, when their their value goes up, their equity goes up, they do a cash out refinance and get some cash out of that property and they use that money for whatever. They can buy more properties with it. Now, the problem with that is, is if you overdo that and get yourself over leveraged, then you're going to end up with an issue like what I just described. You're going to have to pay the note down some It's okay to do that, but if you do that too much, if you go too far with it, you can get yourself into some trouble, especially when unexpected things come up like a Federal Reserve system that decides they want to basically screw everybody over by raising interest rates at at an outrageous rate. And I, I have to always question their motives, but I mean, that's a whole topic for another, another episode. And, you know, it's probably way beyond my my expertise, I just, I have opinions about it, but you know, I'm not an economist. So, you know, you need debt to build wealth in real estate, to build cash flow and equity. You need it to build equity and net worth. When you use other people's money, you want to use other people's money to reduce your personal risk. That's, that's always something you want to do in commercial real estate and any real estate investing is use other people's money to, to reduce your risk. So there are three things you need to remember about using debt in real estate. First of all, you need the debt to build your wealth and to build cash flow and to multiply your income streams. And when I say multiply your income streams, I'm talking about multiple properties, and uh, using debt makes it a lot easier to get multiple properties as long as you don't over leverage yourself on any of those properties. The second thing is using debt to build equity and build your net worth. You know, you're you're buying the property with borrowed money. Your tenant's paying that debt for you. That's not coming out of your pocket. 
you put in a down payment and uh, your tenant's paying all the expenses on the property and you're getting a profit on it. So you're getting positive cash flow. You're getting a return on your cash that you put in. That's the cash on cash return. And that's going to help you grow your, your wealth, your net worth, uh, and your equity. And your tenants are giving you equity over time. Third thing is when you use other people's money, in other words, debt, you're actually lowering your personal risk. You're not going to borrow this money in your name. You're going to have a company name set up. You're going to have a company entity set up to buy these properties in, and they're going to borrow them. That company's going to borrow the money. The money's going to be in the company's name. Hopefully, you'll be able to do that without having to give a personal guarantee. You may have to do that the first couple of times out, but uh, eventually, you're going to get to where you don't have to do that anymore, and the company guarantees the note, and so you've reduced your personal risk on that property. And that's how a lot of the bigger investors do that. They never buy it in their personal name. They never get the loan in their personal name. It's in the company name, and that way, the company, if it ever has to, can declare a bankruptcy without you having to, cl- to declare bankruptcy. Now, if if you look at some of the rich and famous real estate investors, a lot of them have done that. And I'll use as an example, Donald Trump. He's gone through some bankruptcies a couple of times, but it wasn't him. He never did bankruptcy on his own personal name, as far as I know. It was always a company. And you know the bankruptcy rules separate the company entity from the personal entity. And so that's how he has never, he's never done that for himself, but he's done it for a couple of companies and, and actually used it to his advantage to, to come out. Okay. On those properties. So I think we've about covered, I think we've about covered for today, the topic of being debt free, whether or not it's a bad idea or a good idea. So I think for your personal life, just to recap for your personal life, your personal finances, it's not a bad idea. Be debt-free on on your cars and, and your personal items, your house, if you can. Don't kill yourself over it. Don't don't beat yourself up if you can't pay off the house. I mean, you know, a lot of people like to have that done by a certain time in their life, and that's that's fine. That's a good idea. But when it comes to your investment properties, uh, don't even care anything about being debt-free on those those properties are always going to be able to somehow produce me money through cash flow or through refinancing through something. And I really don't care if there's a, there's a loan out on that property as long as it's not overextended and hurting me in any way. So that's about it for this episode. Just remember one property can change your life. And that's what we're here for is to, to help you get your first property and help you realize that you can you can change a lot in your life by having one property, just just getting that first property. It changed my life quite a bit, and I think it can change yours too. So that's it. We'll see you next time on Real Estate Revenue.